0: Today on Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet, neighborhood number three, power out.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet. My name's Owen, with me always is Alex, and we are the one and only Arcade Fire podcast on the internet that covers every single Arcade Fire song from A to Y or something like that. Uh, Today's a little special. It's, It's... it's the third part of our four-part series on The Neighborhoods. We took a little break last week, mm-hmm. and this episode's coming out later. So it's been a while since we've been in studio. How have you, how have you been doing since, Alex? Oh, I've been well. Uh, it's a symbolic break, you know, from The Neighborhoods for a spot
0: of, you know, a year without light. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, you said A to Y, but you never know. Now with the recent news, it might be A to Z, because uh, for the first time since we started the podcast, we have a song to add to the Excel sheet
1: yeah. with
0: Baby Mine. <laughs> Which does, does not start with Zed, but... Uh, no, but, you know, it, it opens a door. <laughs> yeah, uh, It's, yeah, it was very... Seeing that announcement was very weird, because Arcade Fire is a band that I like, and... Uh, Surprise! <laughs> and uh, Dumbo is a top, top Disney movie. Like, when I was much younger, I had a little, like, instead of a teddy bear, I had a little Dumbo. And it just... These things that I really like in my life, it seems so, like, they should, like, just incongruent together and it was just weird seeing them that it's like this is this doesn't seem right but uh it is and uh you have some initial thoughts I mean, we are gonna talk about it in like a year but overall what what did you think of it
1: I like it I'm really, like I'm not a huge Dumbo personally like, I've seen it a couple times and like not recently so the song didn't stick out to me I thought it kind of sounded like uh mind games initially like at the very start but mm-hmm. I lay like, out I think it's good
0: yeah it for me it's hard to It was hard to like, it was like I listened to it as a song I really enjoy and then listening to it in the context of the way I listen to these songs now and I think as an Arcade Fire song, I would have wanted it to go for another like minute of building up more, but then you remember it's a lullaby and they're not going to, not going to turn up the jam because it's a lullaby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just make it some super symmetry type length. Yeah, but we'll talk about that, you know, in a year from now when we get to the bees
1: again. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we get to talk about the new Arcade Fire members, <laughs> being their son. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Um, a lot of their children.
0: But we'll get in the London Philharmonic. But I, I think so. But we'll get to that, you know, in a while. Today we have Neighborhood Number Three. You know, r-
1: uh, roll into the basic facts. Yeah, some power out. Uh, this is the third single off the band's first full-length album, Funeral. It was released as part of the album on September 14th. 2004 it is five minutes and 13 seconds long and it is the fourth track on the album despite being the third neighborhood as alex kind of mentioned previously the third track on the album is uh, Une uh then it was also released as a single later so that was may 22nd 2005 and that was about eight months later and the B-side of it is the live cover of This Must Be The Place by The Talking Heads with David Byrne on the vocals. And now, uh, I mean, I, here, I'll do a few more and then I have a little segment go- to, to go into here. I've actually got a couple of basic facts too. Okay, well here, I'll do, um, so it has 10.3 million streams on Spotify, making it the third most on Funeral. And the 20th overall in the discography. I was a little surprised by that, I thought it would be a little higher. I mean, Uh, I believe it. Uh, There's obviously like recency bias of Spotify and stuff, but
0: yeah, and I think that like twentieth equates to third overall. Like if you think about like there's all the firsts would, I guess it's like with the I think very like logically that makes sense because it's like say there's five albums and the number one from each one has the most. Would yeah, the first five and then the second five and then the recency throwing in for yeah yeah oh yeah. Uh, we actually have three official releases of this bad boy mm-hmm. the album version which also was a single but then we have the august session and we have an official live version the that were both on the uh japanese bonus disc and some of them i think were i think that there was a single really basic fact this like the live version was released as a single as well yeah, have you heard the August session? Yeah, oh. what do you think? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It uh, it could I could be wrong, but my estimate was that they both are at one twenty BPM, but the August version just feels slower. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't sound like a big song. It sounds like every instrument playing on its own, like, it, like it. It's you can hear. There's not enough clash just making that big sound i think that it's uh like i've said before this would have been if it was the august session was the actual recording it would have been like this is an indie classic on a seven and a half album uh, seven and a half out of ten album that was released in the early 2000s by some indie band that never really did anything else but it's not (laughs) but it's not they they went on to record a much better version
1: and of course the rest is history but uh yeah Okay, but now now for my segment time. Yes. So, what do you think this is on the list of top performed songs? I
0: think that it's very high
1: because
0: I don't I I imagine they played this on every single tour. What what's the what's the number one play count? Number one is or,
1: 540. Okay, I see this being like number 3. This song is number two with 539. Wow. One away. But the thing is, it's not, uh, it's not, it's the way they played it is, it hasn't been played at every single show except for one. Mm. Because number one, Rebellion Lies, it's like a real duel between the two. And over time, Rebellion Lies has always been played more. Like on each tour, Rebellion Lies is played at almost every show. And then uh, Power Out is played at a couple, of, like it's it's not played at a couple of shows, and therefore it's kind of like it was falling down and down on the on the list of metrics. But uh, there was this one period of time in where was it in October to November of 2013. So this is like a pre, the pre-reflector tour, mm. and they just didn't play Rebellion Lies. 15 straight shows and power out was played at basically all of them so that just jumped it right to the second place spot so you know who knows maybe in the future or whatever when they're playing shows they might just play you know power out once more and not play rebellion lies during a show and And they'll catch up either of them ever again (laughs) and maybe it'll be tied yeah who knows but what a what a what a run it went through that 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 (laughs) october to november of 2013 when they got all those shows I don't like why did they not play Rebellion Lives? Like those that's like the only time they didn't play Rebellion Lives for an extended period of time. It's yeah, odd. it's
0: weird. I mean maybe Will wasn't feeling it.
1: Yeah. That really that's that's Will's song. Yeah. Uh we saw this live.
0: Yeah. But uh compared to other ones, we more so heard this live. You remember, remember this uh it seemed that the smoke machine was broken. <laughs> <laughs> so Owen and I were right on the rails. like We lined up all day, and we were as as close as you could get. Um, people who were on the Everything Now tour, we were right at the gate that opened up for them to get on the stage. So we were in prime high-fiving distance when they walked on. We were right in front of where Wynn's microphone was. And uh, there's a smoke machine there, and we saw the beginning of Power Out, and we heard the rest of it. Because it seemed like it was supposed to turn off, but it didn't. And yeah, it's uh, someday I hope
1: to actually see it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, do you want to get into it or do you have any more? Yeah, Let's let's get into it. Okay, you start us out. I woke up with the power out.
0: Not really something to shout about. Ice has covered up my parents' hands. Don't have any dreams. Don't have any plans. I went out into the night. I went out to find some light. Kids are swinging from the power lines. Nobody's home, so nobody minds. What do you think?
1: I think this song is kind of an example of some Arcade Fire dissonance in terms of the song itself sounds very upbeat and happy and exciting, but there is, like, some darker undertones within it, like, just in the mm-hmm. lyrics itself. Like, that's uh, like something you see. I think you, maybe you see it a little bit more in suburbs and I guess on everything now. But like this is kind of like the, uh, the start, I think. But
0: Very upbeat underneath and later we go it's a very spooky spooky for sure spooky
1: (laughs) i like it um yeah what are your initial thoughts i uh i looked
0: up online what people after i wrote mine what people think about it and some people think it's very specifically about the economy crashing in the 90s and i don't really think so i think that's way too specific for this album Maybe a Neon Bible, perhaps, that'd be the kind of thing. But uh, I think it's much more symbolic, you know, growing up in general.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, also, like, they said they wrote it about the ice storm, right? The snowstorm in yeah. Montreal. But, like, obviously, there's more to it than that as well. They.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think that the more we got, like, at this point, I think that Funeral takes place over the course of one night. I uh, So you ready for this? H- so, hit me with it that so neighborhood number one and number two start out during the day and then he sleeps for a bit and dreams of an entire year without light but then wakes up you know suddenly to see that his dream kind of became a reality in this song and then you know they continue to kind of fight through the night until they fall asleep for a bit and dream of haiti only to wake up again and you know start you know running like running like no 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 we're terrified we're going to be rebelling and we're not going to sleep and dream of a better place we're not going to sleep and give in from the fight of finding it, you know, no matter what it is. And then we get Regine's little lament on in the
1: backseat. What do <laughs> you think? You you love your overall overarching album storylines.
0: Well, I think that the first, I think that the, all of, yeah, I do. <laughs> I could plausibly see this being the course of one one night. Uh, esp- yeah. What do you
1: think? yeah I don't know like it, it makes sense it's just not it's like, yeah, it could be, but you're not convinced <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean maybe like our interpretation, their intention,' no, not always the same thing
0: <laughs> yeah i uh so that uh, like in a year without light, which was kind of quiet until the end, but even the end, it's not like a super super banger like this one, he talks about yeah when you wake up with the power out it's it's quiet uh you know like I said I went home for Christmas break and as I was driving home the power was out in my neighborhood as I was sitting in the back seat of my car because my sister was in the front seat and uh I went home my room had been repainted and so it was empty and all my stuff was in boxes and it was a real look at the camera moment because the power was out I was in the back seat my room was empty um (laughs) and it's yeah when the power is out people aren't running and shouting like they do in the month of may when it's the first day of spring it's uh it's very quiet you know it's uh, well the power's out
1: we got to move on with my day but i guess there's no light yeah i don't, like that's really interesting about this song too is like he's talking, uh, like the speaker's talking about like the power being out it's all quiet in the neighborhood and he's making noise like he, i mean he's searching for the light but like this song is kind of about making noise and like it's very loud and very kind of like upbeat and so
0: yeah, um, and with the power as a metaphor, you know, we talked about very, very, very nicely. My Heart as an Apple kind of came right before this where he very explicitly talks about biting the apple of truth that is growing up and leaving Texas and the Garden of Eden that is youth. And, you know, he's starting to, after the first two neighborhoods, he's starting to see more gray between just black and white thinking. And then d- the lights go out and everything is black, and everything is night, and everything is frozen, and there's no more whatever happened to my parents. It's, you know, d- my parents are frozen, and their dreams are gone, their plans are gone, their tears are gone, and they're frozen. There's, like, there's there's no slow descent. It's, like, gone. Everyone who isn't them is gone. And uh, I think him going out and seeing the other kids, I think there's people like Laika, like people, other kids who went out before him, and the power lines what do, what do you think are the power lines what do you think the power the electricity symbolizes
1: in general um i don't know like life i mean or like like rules for me it's like these kids it's like they live in this society in funeral where it's like you have to follow all these rules and the parents over are overarching everything but then all of a sudden it's power goes out and it's freedom right and it's like now they can just swing from the power lines like what previously was their rules what held them in is now what they can be free
0: yeah they 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 don't see that anymore because it's just all gone suddenly they very much had this quick loss of innocence
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh i think that the the kids who are swinging from the power lines that are already out there like i think like i think just like a who's left before um I think that they're swinging from things that you know once drove his neighborhood and parents. Things like this is the power isn't necessarily bad. The light kind of started, started this. They started their hopes and dreams, and they started their their push to adulthood. But everyone is so disconnected they don't care anymore. Even like even even one neighborhood ago, Wynn sees the neighborhood like oh good riddance Leica is gone. But now that there's you know no semblance of life in their light or light in their life that they don't even care that there's the kids around. They don't see gray. It's kind of like adults, they've checked out. Mm -hmm. And the mathematical equation, again, of if you stay here and you sleep, you freeze and you die. And therefore, kind of on this song, he sees it like as soon as you compromise, you freeze and you die. There's no in between. There's There's no other path. It's either like the lights are either on or off in your heart. You've either given up or you've you're fighting it still and he sees all of the adults as just given up in his neighborhood
1: yeah i really see that as well it's like there's a huge sense of apathy among the among the parents and just like nobody minds Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like at this point it's just who cares (laughs) the power's out yeah i uh you want to keep going to the lyrics yeah i'll go ahead I woke up on the darkest night. Neighbors all were shouting that they found the light. We found the light. Shadows jumping all over my walls. Some of them big, some of them small. I went out into the night. I went out to pick a fight with anyone. Light a candle for the kids. Jesus Christ, don't keep it hid. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, do you know Plato's Cave? Um,
0: it's uh, an allegory, right? Yeah. So it's one of those things that... Wynn may be specifically referencing this, just given his education, but at the same time, it could just be a very, like, parallel symbol for the shadows in the wall. But generally, I mean, I'm going to be butchering this here, but the Plato's Cave is about people in a cave seeing shadows on the wall made of people outside the cave, and they believe that it's reality because that's all they know is what they see on the wall here. It's, uh, The Matrix is an adaptation adaptation of, uh, of the cave, and, uh... You know, it's a metaphor for showing, like, really considering what is true and what is real in your life and not just believing what the, you know, the people who hold
1: the power and are making the shadows, what they're showing you. Mm -hmm. Uh, That seems like a very Arcade Fire thing to to be talking about, like, in terms of just in the interviews that Wynn does and stuff. mm -hmm. Yeah, but, like, the reality, Reality and how people perceive it. And, like, yeah, Kierkegaard as well. Soren
0: yeah i i i think that i mean
1: I, it's not something that
0: maybe explicitly he references but I, I i could i could believe that this is this is the inspiration for the power being out and the shadows on the wall because uh yeah when the, you know the shadows on the wall in the middle of the night it's kind of spooky and uh one thing we haven't said up till now is that just generally when the lights are out it's it's spooky people are scared of the dark <laughs> yeah very
1: very naturally yeah uh, for sure there's a definite like i think like just like especially when he's talking about I woke up on the darkest night like that's like there's something unknown about the dark I know one thing I just like mentioned recently is like where I like sleep right now it's very bright out like even at nights lost like city lights there's a lot of like lights into my room and it's like my room's very bright but once I go home I go into like this basement room in my home where I sleep and then like it's like it's very dark and it's a very different mood as you like it's very like there's a lot more unknown in the dark.
0: Yeah, it's it's you know we can't see that that uh, that it, as basic human instincts like being scared of heights, being scared of the dark because there, that you can't you can't see what's around you and you can't get a grips of, grasp of what's safe. And uh, I think here it's like the neighbors are holding their light and it's casting shadows on Wind's house, but and because because there's no light inside the house, everything looks spooky from what they have outside. And I think that, um, I think it could be said that when you're giving up or feeling bad, the light of good things of others could make what you have seem even worse by comparison and making it darker. And the fact that there's light outside emphasizes that it's even darker where you are if you don't have any light. Yeah. And so I think when, yeah, when goes out to pick a fight with whoever's casting the shadows on the wall, especially people who are casting shadows for the kids, that it's like these kids, like the lights out. And you're trying to, you know, show them what reality is with your shadows, and trying to control them. And Win is—this is the control that Win just broke out of, and so he's going out. It's like, get out, get out of here, you know, stop, stop, uh, stop doing this to the kids. Now that he's realized that they're doing that, and Win left the cave, and so, you know, light a candle for the kids still inside so that they can see the shadows for the wall and reality, mm-hmm. forest for the trees, and you know, shadows for the wall and he's saying yeah if you found a way out don't don't keep it to yourself try and save the kids still
1: inside yeah i mean like i think too is like i went out to pick a fight with anyone like that is like a very it's very much a Leica line it's like yeah it's like there's that young rebellion in there that's uh like yeah i mean like i think that's like also like what the album's about too is like telling <laughs> telling people to wake up telling to rebel like that's like that's what this is all about too it's like go search for that light in the dark where you are, if there's the power of where you are, it's like, go find that light, go find what's, what's really going on in this reality. Yeah, exactly. Not just, not just what's in the, on the, sh- on the shadows of your wall.
0: Yeah, you know exactly. Like that, the light isn't necessarily like good, like that, that it's uh you know, the light, the, the religious, it's more what you can act, like see the, see what's actually happening and looking what's actually happening rather than stumbling in the darkness. I think it's a good place to talk about the music video. Have you seen the music video? I have. It's like the little gnome of
1: gremlins.
0: It's a very, uh, I think it's a very straightforward, like this one is like, yep, this is what this song is about because they kind of outline that in the music video compared to the other two. It's, uh, ah, yes, the uh, suit, top hat, this guy's a bad guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a mid-1800s businessman. Yeah, and
0: not in like the fat conductor from Thomas the Tank Engine or <laughs> the Monopoly Man. I mean, you could argue that both those people are villains if depending on your political views. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but this is, yeah. I think that's very much like these are the people with the power. Yeah. And that's why I was saying the people who theorize that it's about the specific economic crash, I understand where they're coming from, but I don't think it's that specific. I think that's very... Uh, perhaps that's what influenced it overall but i don't think that's what they're writing about yeah well,
1: no but like in terms of the animation though it's like some, that's some classic like a uh, very early 3d animation like, yeah
0: yeah something. it uh I mean, that's very, like, I, I imagine, I mean, basically, I imagine Josh did that one as no, well. No, oh, I don't well. think he did. Oh, I mean? was
1: I was looking it up, and uh, I don't know, it was Plates Animation. I don't think Josh is oh. in Plates. Because he, he did the first two music yeah, videos. Yeah,
0: it was a very different style.
1: But I, I also didn't mention at the start of the song, he was a co-writer on this song. Him, uh, like, him, I don't know, it says, like, him, Regine, and when kind of started writing it, and the band brought it together kind of thing.
0: Ah. Yeah, I imagine that the non-band version is kind of what we have in the August session. Yeah to well, want to keep going? Okay. Uh, Ice has covered up my parents' hands. Don't have any dreams. Don't have any plans. Growing up in some strange storm. Nobody's cold. Nobody's warm. I went out into the night. I went out to find some light. Kids are dying out in the snow. Look at them go. Look at them go. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ah. Uh, So previously misheard lyrics that I never bothered to check because I just assumed they were right because they made sense. I said on Keep the Car Running that I thought it was same place animals go when they die (laughs) instead of the same place that I must go when they die. I I mean, I never looked it up because I know all the words. I thought it was growing up in substations. (laughs) (laughs) Like for the growing up in some strange storm. Like it it makes sense. It's like a substation for power. And I thought that like... You know, growing up in a place that makes power, right? <laughs> I always thought like, yes, this is what the words are. Yeah, but yeah, what do you have for this one?
1: Um, like this is where I was kind of talking about the dissonance. It's like, I mean, it kind of works with and it doesn't work. Like this, this whole song, it's a rally song. If it's, I mean, like there's a few rally songs on a funeral, but like it's a rally to take action and. You know, there's kids out here dying in the snow. Like the, no one cares. Like these people who live in their homes, they don't care. There's no apathy. They're not cold. They're not warm. They mm-hmm. they have, they they just don't care. And like, yep. Yeah, but there's kids out here dying in the snow. It's like, don't keep that light hid. Help help these kids dying in the snow. Right. Be that light. Mm-hmm. That even if the light's gone out in your life, you have the capacity to to help everyone else.
0: And, uh, yeah, that loss and indifference. You know, they aren't angry. They're frozen. They just kind of gave up, and I think that like they still have the capa, like he's saying, they still have the capacity to love and, and live, but the fire is is gone. And yeah, he, he goes out again, looking for the light in the place that froze his parents. And you can see like it's it's picking off the people around him one by one. And he's you know perhaps he's looking out and he sees Leica and it picked off Leica. And uh, you know I I always assume you know Leica goes out and finds the wild, but you know like like uh, <laughs> Like the way we talked about two weeks ago, like the dog dies. You know, he yeah. goes as wild and the place where no cars go as possible, but then he dies. He mm-hmm. likely freezes to death, or I mean, I don't know what happens. To you, uh, cartoons, your eyes explode. I don't know what happens in space, <laughs> um, which very similar to the the. The, the person who may or may not have inspired Laika, the Christopher McCandless from Into the Wild, and uh, whose nickname was Alexander Supertramp, who went out to Alaska, the literal wilderness, and froze to death. Hmm. That this is all of them. I think that this really is here. The kids are dying out in the snow. Looking them go is that... Picking them off. Yeah. The I,
1: trying I, to go find the light, just... Yeah. They couldn't do it. I, th- I think Laika died from a heart attack or something, but... Um Yeah, I mean something that (laughs) happened just because he was in space. Yeah, (laughs) it's like I can't imagine we would know though. I I thought they like did he fall? Yeah, I I don't know. i read read the the stuff on it. Last, I imagine he died in uh, space though. Two weeks. Oh yeah, no, he definitely died like seven hours in. Yeah, so maybe six hours in or something like that. uh, Go ahead. Yeah, they're on. they were testing his vitals, right? Because the whole point was to see whether humans could even survive in space and Mm. like send a dog up.
0: Yeah, I. It's uh, this is when it starts to get really spooky. That when thinks like, oh, yeah, my parents went out and froze, but maybe I could go out, and the kids could go out and survive, but then, dang, the kids are getting froze, too. Yeah. It's, yeah.
1: And also, like, this is just the biggest, like, dissonance. Is just like, um he's yelling, like, look at them go, look at them go. And, like, you think, oh, yeah, like, look at them go. Good going, guys. And it's like, but, you know, these kids are dying. <laughs> this, isn't yeah. like, this isn't something to cheer about. This is, like, this is serious. Like I kind of
0: see it, like, as if he's watching, you know, from afar, like the beaches of Normandy or something, people <laughs> running and just getting picked off one by one. <laughs> and uh, some of them make it and some of them don't. But the adulthood and the, the you know, terrors are growing up that he perceives right now are, Getting them one by one. Yeah. You want want to keep going?
1: Yeah. And the power is out in the heart of man. Take it from your heart. Put it in your hand. What's the plan? What's the plan? Is it a dream? Is it a lie? I think I'll let you decide. Just light a candle for the kids. Jesus Christ, don't keep it hid. Because nothing's hid from us kids. You ain't fooling nobody with the lights out. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What do you think? Um... This is this is like I think this is this is where it goes from a rally speech to a condemnation. Like this is like mm-hmm. he, like the speaker is like specifically condemning certain people here of like not caring enough. And I think like that's like that's what they're saying is you can hide in your homes when the power is out, but if there's people out here dying and like you're not doing anything, like it, this is your fault. You're you are like ins- essentially causing this.
0: Yeah, your inaction is is just as much as an action. Mm-hmm. I uh yeah. This, uh, the, you ain't fooling nobody with the lights out is one of my favorite line deliveries in the whole discography, like on part from ones that I've mentioned so far when he mutters, the awful sound hit the ground before the last drop. And then the, Oh, Nora, this, you ain't fooling no one but the lights out is yeah. One of my, one of my favorite, favorite, just single line deliveries by Win, uh, that just, yeah, I love it. What do you think? Is it one of your
1: favorites? I oh, don't know. I like. I've definitely mentioned some before. I can't remember specifically. Like, I mean, I'm more. I'm more about the musical moments. Like the like. My body is a cage. I think I said specifically. My body is a bah. like. That's like that's one of my favorites. But like, yeah, I'm more of a. But I'm all about the big drops. But
0: yeah, which I think kind of happens at this point. Yeah. But but later on, when we get to the what's the plan? That's a real. But uh, I think that when this is the most self-aware. I think that when can now really see who had the power and how they cast shadows on the wall and I imagine or a big question from Plato's allegory similar to the Matrix is it better to live in ignorance or is it better to take the red pill and get out of the shadows and to see the machines and to see the shadows for the wall and that's really he's asking here now that he can see that He's saying, "Is the is leaving the cave, is leaving your house, good? Is it a dream? Is it a lie? Is it good? Is the loss of innocence good? A question that you know we ask for the next three albums. Um, is it worth knowing what he knows now that his parents are frozen as crying and that they're bad people and that maybe they can't find all of their dreams?
1: You know? Yeah. Like I mean, this is like this is it's a direct like qu- like statement. It's like I think I'll let you decide." Like that's like like uh you know you can sit here and think that you're doing the right thing but I'm telling you hey you know, let's just like light the candle but you you're in the at the end of the day you're you're the one deciding here so if it's it's just going to rest on your conscience
0: yeah it uh, it it's something like and we're going to go to this on the suburbs but looking back like the loss of youth like were they better off before this is it better in the cave that uh you know i'm sure you have the same like looking back on something like high school it's very rose tinted or a period in time before but or any period in time before now that you know it seems great think about like the time when nothing mattered you know you're making out in cars or 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 (laughs) sitting under swings and running from the cops all the sprawl two stuff (laughs) is it better to know that maybe you can't get away from the sprawl like i think about uh how happy i think that i was then but at the same time at least me personally it's like at the same time i don't remember how depressed i was and how i slowly was it better not knowing what i know now about the world and i think that at the end of the day wind's going to help us answer that it's always better to exit the cave yeah. <laughs> what do yeah. you think you, you do you, you would you take the red pill or would you stay inside the matrix? Would you stay inside your house and watch the shadows and then just kind of
1: live in ignorance? Or you think you'd are you happy that you stepped out? I don't know. It's easier. It's like easy. It's super easy to say. Oh, you know, I would. I would definitely like get out and like take the risk. But you know, lots of people, you know, risk averse. It's like you know, what's easy? Doing doing <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing what you're yeah. consistently doing. But uh, taking that step out onto the ice, the regard, You know, being the one to step out onto the ice, that is difficult.
0: So, yeah, and it's uh, it's 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 something that we tackle for the next three albums really that is it worth, is it worth it to go back? Mm -hmm. But this is the moment I think now where he's, this is the turning point from back to then that uh, he's leaving. And yeah, he eventually realized it only wasted again, but I think here he doesn't know what, what it is. He doesn't like, it's not the shadows. It's not the shadows in the wall and it's not something that's fooling you, but he doesn't know what, what outside is he just kind of has this vague idea yeah and it's yeah he left the garden that's disbelief and so you know don't even try it for better or worse us kids (laughs) know you know for better or worse the boys left town yeah Yeah. okay what what do you uh the power's out in the heart of man take it from your heart put it in your hand and there's something wrong in the heart of man take it from your heart put it in your hand
1: where'd you go (laughs) what do you think Um, I think like really like the speaker here is talking specifically about, you know, are people inherently like that risk adverse and they know, like, are they inherently that apathetic that they don't want to make the change? Mm -hmm. And he's like, this is more, so like, this is, this is more of a, like, if the last one, last verse was more of a condemnation of man of like, you should be doing this. And then like, this one's more of a theoretical, it's like, well, like, is this just who we are? Like, and and kind of like any and like, it, it, like, he is like physically ending the song with a question mark. Mm-hmm. So it's more like, uh, yeah, it's like I guess you decide. <laughs> Do we have the capacity to
0: to be good? Like, uh, something happened to my parents. Something happened to Leica. Something changed us all. You know, the power's out. I can see that now. But I think he's still saying he believes. Uh, like he said that, you know, take your light and go out there. He believes that. That people people still have a power in their heart and they can use that. He's, he hasn't he hasn't given in to uh, being cynical. He still believes that there's good in people. You know, these hearts covered in the ashes of the colors, that there's something inside. We can make it. But, you know, we're still kinda terrified. Like we go back like the lights are off. And you can't see anything. Where'd you go? Like, whatever happened to my parents, whatever happened to Leica, where Where'd they go? I can't see. For better or worse, I can't see. I think, yeah. Do you have anything else to say? Um. No. I Musically talking about
1: the Jackson Pollock painting that is this song? <laughs> it's just... I, I like it. It's everywhere. It's just so crazy. I mean, like, that's why I really like... Um here comes the nighttime i, I think that, that like, yeah in terms of songs that i've given better ratings than you or just maybe even just the general public like here comes the nighttime has that kind of like chaos to it and like this has like a little chaos to it you know yeah oh oh d- yeah without a doubt like it's a jackson pollock painting yeah. it's
0: not fine very finely written it's each thing is just thrown at the wall mm-hmm. and i love the the guitar, like the da 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 and then Will comes in with the doo 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 I think that's one of the the most iconic. It's not a guitar, it's not a riff, but hearing the doo 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 even on its own, it's like yes, power out <laughs> and safety dance. Yeah. P, O, W, E, R, power dance. Uh, it also has a it has a it, this is, again, the period where they're doing traditional rock songs. In fact, this may be their most traditional rock song. Uh, that this is their most punk influence. This is the most, like, I think, the Clash influence. That it's uh, just yelling. Until, like, month of May, but you can argue it's more of the Ramones. But it, uh, yeah, it's not something we get much later on. Even on this album, I guess. You guys even Wake Up and in, in Rebellion are a bit unorthodox. But this is like yes, this is a rock song. Yeah, I agree. What do you think? Can uh, you can you see that the? Uh, can you see your, the the power of this song from the muddle that is the shadows of each instrument? It's a very stretched metaphor. But how? What rating give <laughs> this song? Ah, uh, see, I, I forgot to even pick a metric. Uh, okay, okay, me well, I can go. go first. How many candles for the kids? And. Five, five candles for the. I mean, what is what is there to say? This is one of their best songs. This is a top twenty song people listen to, and it's the second most song. I think this is peak Arcade Fire sound. That before they switched after the suburbs, you say, oh, what, what do people mean when Arcade Fire is throwing everything at the wall? Like, yes, this this song. Yeah. Uh, I yeah I'd, lyrically the the themes the the way it shows the album the way it evolves are thinking and wins thinking it's it's a five musically lyric like this 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 is why funeral is great alright Owen you gonna skewer
1: yeah what no <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Jesus Christ is my metric and it's a uh, five Jesus Christ out of five Ooh. So making it into the Hall of Fame, I think like Power Out kind of almost like represents everything that's good about Arcade Fire. I mean, like yeah. it's like it just brings like like just like these parts from like all the band, you know, like every ba- all of, all the members of the band's kind of like expertise come out. Like it's just such a danceable song mm-hmm. that it's like <laughs> it's like it's you can see everyone's influence in it. I think that's really <laughs> like when people talk about Funeral and like it's a ten out of ten album. It's like <laughs> this song is part of that. Like this song. Yep. Shapes that and just where it is within the album, it's uh, that um, it, it it makes it flow. It makes the album flow. makes makes everything work. It's like it's that glue that I think that holds the album together there at that spot.
0: Yeah, it uh, it it one thing that you for even if you don't like Arcade Fire, uh, can't imagine why. Uh, at this point, I don't know why you're listening. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. You can't. One thing you just can't criticize is how well this album flows together. There may be one or one song on this album that we're going to get to that I don't think is as great, but even like that you couldn't nothing We talked about What If Cars and telephones is on here cuz I would like that better than one or two songs, but thematically and musically this this it just it flows so well. That's what it helps my what I think that it's just one continuous night because it's it doesn't stop. There's no breaks. Yeah. Yeah, I speaking of So we're going to go down to four for neighborhood number four, our last in the neighborhood series
1: for now. What a great month and a bit this has been.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for bearing with us through the break. Uh, Anything else to say on? No. Yeah. You've been a wonderful audience and we've been Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet. We'll see you next week for neighborhood number four.